This is an ABC podcast. It was 3am. The air had a balmy, sticky summer feel to it. Maybe a bit of a breeze. To be honest, I hadn't slept much the night before, so I don't know how much I can trust my memory. I fumbled for my car keys in my dark kitchen, got in the car and made that short trek from Mayfield to Maitland. I was just one of thousands that morning that got to witness renowned artist Patricia Pacini's majestic sky whales take to the hunter skies at dawn. It was an artistic coup for the region, but also a sign of hope for those of us already starting off this year with a half tank that maybe things are on the up. That was January 15th. And honestly, between that, snow on the Barringtons in May, the Queen's passing in September, time feels strange. As we approach the end of 2022, it all feels like yesterday or maybe a lifetime ago or did it even happen at all? But for every Oscars slap, viral TikTok trend that happened this year, there were big local moments in The Hunter, people that made a difference and events that brought us together. So let's take a moment to reflect. What stood out for you? I'm Kaya Handley, and today on the Newcastle Hunter Catch-Up, we're looking back at the year that was across the Hunter. Welcome to the final podcast episode for 2022. This year has been a wild ride. Maybe you were there when I changed a tyre for the first time in the pouring rain, nearly at the expense of my smartphone. You can hear how that played out in an earlier ep. Hey, you got to get a plug-in, right? I grieved two of my grandparents, my beloved dog Elfie. Honestly, I'm a bit done with 2022. But after 2020, 21, did anyone really feel like this was going to be our year? It was nice to get back doing things we loved, though, and I think that's something I'm hearing you say was good about this year. While COVID is still here, things are returning to normal. The local live music scene is booming. I think the scene in Newcastle is as strong as it's been probably since the mid-noughties. They're about to open up Hunter Stadium to huge international artists. I'm finally coming your way for my first Newcastle show ever. And even cruise ships have begun to grace Newcastle's harbours once more. So I wanted to know, out of everything that's happened under our watch in The Hunter through 2022, what are the moments we'll remember? Let's head to the newsroom. Carla Cook, for you, what was like the big hunter story of the year, do you think? Number one story for 2022 is the Newcastle Knights women's team taking out the premiership from last to first in a matter of months. It was amazing. Southall can go herself to score. She struck one tackle, then the next, and she slams it down to put the exclamation point on this NRLW grand final. Are they now the number one team in the Steel City? Of course they are. They're only the only one with silverware. So here comes 2023 where we hope that the team can back it up. But an amazing bunch of girls who just seem to love what they do and love that they have the opportunity to be able to do it and they get paid nowhere near the men in the NRL, but they still turn up every week with a smile on their face and just grateful for the opportunity. And I think it's great for girls in this community to be able to see that and hopefully that inspires more young girls just to get into sport, whether it be rugby league Mm. or any sport for that matter. 
If there's one thing that unites this region, it's nostalgia for the 97 Grand Final. But after a decade or two, it seems only fitting that Millie Boyle, Hannah Southwell and the brand new women's team would take up the challenge and give us a new trophy to take forward into 2023. Blake Doyle, journalist extraordinaire. What was the uh, one of the top news stories, do you think, in The Hunter this year? Um, I definitely think the Varroa mite story, just for the... I mean, the pure scale of it. Varroa is a devastating pest that can decimate hives and reduce honey production significantly. Genomic testing shows that the mites originated in Central America. It started in Newcastle when the mite was discovered in the in the hives um, on the harbour, the Sentinel hives, um, and then it grew from there and it was further up the valley, it was up the coast, out west and down on the central coast, and it's you know it's done a lot of damage to the um, to the whole honeybee industry. People's livelihoods have been taken away from them, and then you've got the people, you've got the um, just your backyard apiarists who love bees and love you know everything that comes with them um, and they've been wiped out as well it's really sad and still going even like very at the back end of 2022 only this week reporting on uh you know an, uh, another couple of hives some on the central coast some in the hunter valley i think we're at around about 106 um, properties that have been affected so far so yeah into into 2023 and uh, on it goes a huge blow for the hunter and the agricultural region across new south wales and one that will continue to impact a lot of people into the future much like the devastating flooding we saw across the upper hunter Madeline Lewis was there watching it unfold earlier this year. We drove out to Wollumbi and just the drive out there was insane, looking at how high up the water had come, all of the debris that was caught up in all of the fencing along some of the properties there. And as we kind of got into the Wollumbi Valley, there were just fire trucks SES trucks parked in people's driveways and you knew that you know there was a huge cleanup process going on. When we first got into the valley we pulled over at one property where I reckon there were maybe 20 SES fire crew ADF personnel trying to clean up this person's property. They were pulling boats out of ditches they were pulling big trees out, getting chainsaws out, trying to you know um, clear the path uh, that was blocked by everything that had run through with the water. Do you want to just point out to me how high the floodwaters came up to here? Yep, so it basically just touched here. It was really scary to see just how high up the water had come and the trees that had been ripped from its roots uh, because of the floodwater. So, yeah, very intense scenes the minute we kind of got into the Wollumbi Valley. But often it's not even the big moments that make your year memorable. Sometimes... It's the people. And we've met some big personalities on the podcast. I don't know if you remember Snowy. Jacob Snowden is, at heart, just an Aussie bloke with a mullet who bloody loves a pie. Oh, I've been eating pies my whole life. You know, 20, 29 years. Pretty good at eating pies. What made you want to start eating pies on the internet? Well, I started on Snapchat and, you know, I'd, just, I'd find a good pie and I'd rip into it. And I put it on the story because it's, it's really good, you know. I want to share it with my friends. Yeah. And then a lot of people were just saying, you know, you need to make your own page. It's pretty funny. <laughs> so decided to do that. Are you now an influencer? No, I <laughs> maybe. I don't think so. But well, maybe I mean, one day. a couple, a couple of thousand followers at this point, right? And growing. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Actually, I am. So, what makes the best pie? Do you reckon? Oh, it's got to be. See, the key factor is pastry. I think feeling comes after. You know, you got to have a good feeling as well. But I think the pastry, holding it together, that's that's the key. If you've got a good pastry. 
you're on the, on the uh, right path to have a good pie. Are you mostly going to bakeries? Yes. Yeah, I do like um, do like the bakeries, you know, gourmet stuff. Bit of a fancy guy, if you've ever seen me. <laughs> oh, it's the, it's the mullet. Yeah. It's the mullet, it's the cap, it's the corduroy yeah. jacket this morning. Like, I could just tell you a man of class. Yeah, comfy and warm. <laughs> From savoury to the sweet. One of the Hunter's local heroes this year is Christine Mostello, who, on top of tonnes of charity work, developed the Community Hair Project, providing free haircuts for those struggling to make ends meet. A luxury I think many of us take for granted. Well, we had one lady just recently and it broke my heart. She had five kids and we cut her hair and we, we give every person a little a gift. Mm-hmm. So you get a haircut and you get a toiletries pack. And... In it was shampoo, and she started crying, and I'm like, oh, she must be allergic to it. What have I done wrong? So I've taken her outside privately, and I've gone, what's wrong? Is it like, do I need to get you different shampoo? I'm so sorry if I offended you. Yeah, <laughs> I'm what? Yeah, yeah. And um, no, she said that she hadn't been able to shampoo her five kids' hair for a year and uses soap. Mm. And she just felt like a really bad mum. Mm. Yeah. So just something so simple of giving somebody shampoo, which is literally nothing, Mm. made her feel like a good mum. Christine is helping countless residents through this festive season at a time of year that's going to be pretty tough for a lot of people. And lastly, almost a year on from celebrating the sky whales in The Hunter, it's only fitting we look back on a local artist. I discovered Jess Hopcroft through my TikTok page and they have been having quite a year. The TikTok side of things really took off, which was really... (laughs) For someone who struggles with this sort of stuff, like talking about myself, TikTok's been great for that. I I think I got really lucky and I've just found found my people there. If it's IRL or on TikTok, Jess wants to share her culture, bring joy with her art to as many people as she can. The feedback's the best part. (laughs) Yesterday I sent off one to Northern Territory, WA and ACT, all in one day. And I'm like, it's crazy. It's a crazy feeling that, that that's going to be in someone's home for 20 plus years. It's just, it's a really crazy but humble, uh, it's just a crazy feeling really. Honestly, the Hunter punches above its weight for talented, inspiring people even those of us on the silly side. And there's certainly too many big moments than we could cover in one episode. So if you do want to dive further into any of these stories, travel back in time with me on the ABC Listen app. Through sinkholes, surfing superstars, teachers' strikes and sheep with red socks. It's been a year. The Newcastle Hunter Catch-Up is produced on Awabakal Country. It's presented and produced by me, Kaya Handley. It's produced today by Grant Walter, but usually Toby Hemmings, and Bridget Murphy is our digital producer. Thanks to executive producers Lucia Hill and Blythe Moore. If you like the pod, give us a review wherever you get your podcasts.